Join the BU movement. Go to BUMVMT.com to get your membership today. Are you ready to be you? Let's go. What is up, BU Movement community? My name is Brooke Emery. I am our host and a fellow wellness mover on a path of learning and growing just like you. On our podcast, we feature the top wellness professionals around the globe. And each episode, we focus on a different aspect of wellness. And today, we are focusing on physical, emotional, and spiritual. I am thrilled to have a conversation and learn from the amazing Katie Fritz in his house. Katie is a licensed acupuncturist specializing in traditional Chinese medicine with a diverse background in herbal studies and trauma-informed practices. Katie, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. That was a lovely introduction. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited to have you. And obviously we have a ton to learn from, from you. And I'm so excited to get into this. So I just want to start off with what exactly is acupuncture? Yeah. So acupuncture is, um, involves, it does involve the, um, insertion of single use, teeny tiny sterile needles, um, into specific acupuncture points, um, in the body. And so it's, it is a practice of Chinese medicine. And so there's, you know, a lot of in-depth, very poetic and elegant theory in terms of how, how do we view the body? How do we view imbalance? How do we view pathology? And, and so when you're getting acupuncture and your acupuncturist is sort of feeling your pulse, maybe looking at your tongue, there's a, you know, a handful of other diagnostic techniques that people might utilize. Um, the, the pulse really informs what acupuncture points we pick. And so each acupuncture point has a different function. Um, They are located in different, you know, all over the body, head to toe, really. Um, There's even one on the bottom of the foot. Um, And so, yeah, it's the, the idea behind it or the purpose behind it as well is to, um, once you are, have picked your points, you've inserted these tiny, teeny tiny needles, very polished, very thin. you're you're hoping to reroute we're hoping to reroute energy kind of send a send a communication to um for sure the physical body also the energetic system um and we're hoping you know so there's sort of different strategies um a person might it's based around like unblocking uh sort of unblocking energy sometimes we're trying to nourish or what we would call tonify energy um and there's you know a lot of tidbits of theory that we could chat about, but in terms of the actual procedure of acupuncture, that's sort of the, the basis for it. So when you have a patient laid down and you're trying to find those specific points, how do you target them? And you said there's how many in the body? Oh God. I think there's over 365. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And then there's extra points. And then there's like this sort of idea of an Asher point where, if you press a point and it's painful, usually pain indicates that there's not proper energy flow or blood flow. And so you can, there's really, there could be an endless amount of acupuncture points, but typically at least what we learn in acupuncture school or what somebody would learn in acupuncture school is that 
you have sort of 12 major organ systems and they each have channels associated with them. So like you have a lung channel, you have a large intestine channel, you have a stomach channel, you have a spleen channel. You never heard so much about your spleen as when you go to the acupuncturist, like nobody, <laughs> nobody cares about your spleen. Um, but so along those channels, they're at different, different relative landmarks. You, there are different points and they have different functions. So like if somebody had, let's say a cold and it was mostly clear, drippy, runny fluids, um, they felt really cold, um, body pain, neck pain, that sort of thing, you would pick you know, a certain set of points to treat that. But if somebody comes in and they have yellow phlegm and they're coughing and they're, they're constipated, you would sort of target other points that are more, that clear more inflammation, that clear more heat, as we would say in Chinese medicine. Um, yeah, so you, it's like the pulse gives us, my, I had specific training that was extensive in pulse diagnosis. So I'm more of a pulse gal than a tongue gal, if you will. But um, the um, the pulse makes the context of symptoms make more sense. So it's like if somebody's coming in and they're, they are like their, their bowel movements are irregular. Um, let's say they're not sleeping well and they have anxiety, like it's like, okay, that could be a number of patterns sort of coalescing. And then the pulse really tells me what's going on. Gives me another Amazing. piece of information. Yeah. And what do you mean by the pulse? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so there are three positions um, near the thumb at the, at the radial pulse. And so um, we feel for three pulse positions on both wrists. And there's two organ systems associated with each pulse position. So at a superficial depth, there's six organs. And at a, at a, at a slightly deeper depth, there are six more organs. And so if a pulse feels wiry, like a guitar string hitting my fingers, that tells me that like chi and fluids are stuck. If a pulse feels a bit, if it's fast and it feels a bit like oil moving through a tube under my fingers, that tells me that there's heat and that there's inflammation. So there could, and then there's like, it's, it's very nuanced. I'm, I'm sort of realizing this as I'm saying it out loud. So thank <laughs> you for the question, but it's like, there could be a pulse that feels fast and thin and um, under my fingertips. And that would tell me something about heat or inflammation in the body, but it would maybe make me think that, oh, there's part of this picture is also dryness. Like things are too dry and that's sort of where the heat is catching versus there being stuck fluids. And when fluids get stuck, chi builds up and the nature of chi flow is warm. So we get like, what would they, maybe some people would maybe call damp heat. So there's a lot. I'm throwing, I feel like I'm throwing out a lot of different terms so far to me. No, I love it. This is so great. And for those of us who are not a member, become a member, yeah. you can join us so you can see number one that what she's showing us with her hands right here on our live. And also, and and also you can come stay for a QA because there's so much, there's so many questions that I just don't know if I can get it in 30 minutes. Oh. Katie, we might have to have you back, but keep going. I would love it. I would love it. <laughs> So my next question is, I mean, I can just feel your energy through the screen and I just am, am so grateful to have you a part of this. And, you know, it's, it's part of what I do is I'm just this all based on my passion and, and my journey. So can you explain with us your journey and how you became interested in traditional Chinese medicine and acupuncture? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I 
Um, well, yeah, it started in college, like an undergrad. I was a psychology, like a clinic with a clinical and counseling emphasis. I was a psych major. And so I thought I was going to be a therapist. And I met a woman while I was in school who was going pre-med for naturopathic medicine. And I had never heard of that before. And so that sort of that alongside um, actually a I was experiencing a significant amount of fatigue when I was in college. And I, it's like such a funny thing to think about. Cause I remember with whatever consciousness I had at the time, I had this thought to myself, I, th- I thought, uh, I don't think somebody this young should be this tired. And so I went to Barnes and Noble and stumbled upon my first functional nutrition book. Um, and so that was really, that was like, you know, one step and then sort of interacting with this gal who was perfectly lovely and just like super, it was just very educational. And so um, I thought I wanted to study naturopathic medicine initially, but for various like logistical reasons that sort of didn't pan out. And they, at that time, there were only four accredited naturopathic programs in the United States. And so I, and they all offered a dual track with acupuncture and uh, Chinese medicine. And I, I think I was just like a little overachiever. Um, and, and I was like, well, I will, I would do both, obviously, like I will study all of these things. And, um, but had never really explored acupuncture. So I volunteered with a woman on the west side of Madison. Um, Ching, I think Matt knows Ching, actually, I think he used to work with Ching. And she was phenomenal. So I volunteered with her, I just sort of hung out in her office and like maybe filled herbs and changed rooms over and you know, saw, got to witness what she did. She taught me how to do gua sha, which is like sort of a scraping technique. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And so I volunteered with her for a summer and I was just really impressed with how she ran her practice, like how she sort of intuited how to connect people and how how to connect with people and also connect like her patients if there were people in the waiting room and um it was just unlike anything I had ever studied before I I love science I love anatomy physiology biochemistry but it was like the energetics of it all I think was very intriguing to me and so that I volunteered with her for a summer and then I signed up for my program in the fall (laughs) and I was it was the best decision I ever made it was like absolutely incredible yeah that's so beautiful. And I think that has a lot to do with how you treat people and making sure when we had our first initial conversation is that you focus on not just the physical aspect of wellness, but the emotional and the spiritual, which makes complete sense with your background. So I think yeah. that is definitely what sets you apart and why you are so good at what you do. And I would love to ask you how you incorporate that into um, your acupuncture practices with your clients and how you treat them and how you combine all three of those aspects. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I think one of my, like ongoingly, one of my favorite things about Chinese medicine is that they like, even like in the language, I'm, I'm not an academic, but like in the language of, um, they, they don't have a sep- they don't say by, by uh, body mind it's not even in the language like the, the separation of those two things is not apparent um I don't know if it's a I would imagine that extends to the culture and whatnot too but for sure within the medical practice and so 
there yeah so it's it's just like such an interesting thing so it's like if you're having digestive issues it's like well what are you worried about or if you're having respiratory issues it's like has there been some recent loss or are you grieving so there's you know this this bit of around you know all of the organ systems have their physiological functions so they are responsible for managing like metabolic processes and um you know the heart governs blood flow like you might guess you know like that's not wildly different than a western medical paradigm but your heart is also um friends with your small intestine just as an fyi um and your heart and small intestine um emotionally help you metabolize or process anxiety um it's also responsible for your ability to access or experience joy um and then that's that's sort of like you know physiological emotional and then there's a third um so it's sort of like zooming out a little bit right so the third piece is um spiritual so it is it's non-denominational in that way but it's like your heart is beating and we are alive but your heart is also responsible for your consciousness like your actual conscious awareness so there yeah so it's just very fascinating very poetic um and so if you know if people come in and there and then a, there's you know a list of symptoms symptom pictures that you might sort of see if somebody's heart energy is imbalanced and it I think that an important thing to parse out in, you know, acupuncture and Chinese medicine too, is like when we're talking about your heart, there are absolutely like physical implications potentially, but unless I'm feeling somebody's pulse and their heart rate, like if their heart rate is normal, I'm not actually worried about the physical organ of their heart. Like what I might feel is speaking to the energetics or the emotional experience of the heart. And so that's, uh, that's an, an important distinction to make. So I think when you start mentioning hearts, <laughs> I think people can get pretty freaked out and rightfully so. It's like, you shouldn't, and my, I, my herb teacher, bless him. He's like a brilliant man. He always says like that we should not, your heart beating is something that you should never be aware of. You shouldn't actually think about it. It's just, you know, it's supposed to function. It's supposed to work. Mm. So when somebody's awareness, you know, is sort of drawn to their heart and they feel like their heart skip a beat or their heart race or something like that, that's, that also speaks to a certain level of imbalance and, and tells you what to treat. So that's so beautiful. And in my mind, I'm like, how do we end up to this point where we just separate it? Because it does go hand in hand, yeah. just like the five, five aspects of wellness. You need all of them to become the best version of yourself. And it makes so much sense that all of them just really do go hand in hand. That's mm -hmm. it's, it's so beautiful to hear. And I love that when you're in your sessions, you ask them about how they feel and what they're going through emotionally, which can affect their physical. Yeah. Totally. It, it, yeah. And I think that's really, it's like meaningful, not only for me as a clinician, but I think it's meaningful for individuals to get to, and, you know, and it, 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 to get to share, to get to verbalize like parts of their experience. And I am, I'm always, I always try to make, to be clear with people like that we're, we're not necessarily diving into things the way that you would if you were working with like a licensed clinical therapist, you know, like that's, that's a sort of different, it's a super valuable and different sort of exploration. But, um, 
if somebody's like, I have just been pissed off lately, you know, if like somebody who's been feeling angry or frustrated or, you know, they've got a short fuse, that's very relevant to their, to me as their acupuncturist, because it tells me about like, what's going on with the liver? Like, how is, how is the liver chi? What's going on with the gallbladder? Those two are friends in the Chinese medicine. I, I refer to them as friends. They're organ pairs in the Chinese medicine system. Um, so I always like to let people know the extent to which they feel comfortable sharing that, that whatever prominent features there are in their emotional experience is very important to me. I mean, you know, for sure on a like human connective, like therapeutic level, but also, um, it will inform what points I pick and, and what, how I, how I guide my treatment. Amazing. And I, I just love that so much. And I think that, you know, all. It's so cool that all of these, you know, interviews and conversations I have just really do go hand in hand. So I think that is definitely very beautiful. And I want to get into more dive deep into why we should get acupuncture, who should get acupuncture for those of us at home who haven't gotten it before. Yeah. Should who should get it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean everyone no yeah <laughs> good, but it is answer but it is true I mean you could use it preventatively you know life will I always try to be clear with folks too like life will still happen so it's like I think man being a human is sort of inherently stressful in ways right like um so it's not necessarily about like never experiencing stress or discomfort but it is about management strategies and that's so personal that I wouldn't have a one size fits all recommendation for that by any means. But um, yeah, I, I think a lot of people come to acupuncture because they're in pain. I think we're pretty well known for treating musculoskeletal pain, um, digestive disorders, mm. bronchial disorders. I, I've had, I've seen sort of incredible results with um, asthma and allergies and acupuncture and cupping. Also herbal medicine works great for that. Um, and I mean, I treat the common cold, um, mental, emotional, uh, imbalances, anxiety, depression, um, women's, uh, so gynecology, it really is a complete medical system. So it just sort of depends on, yeah, what somebody's sort of, um, preferences are like some people do prefer a more holistic approach. Um, some people are terrified of needles. <laughs> I've had a couple of patients who are pretty afraid of needles, but who come anyways, like, and I will say as, as a modality, it is experiential. So it's, it's not just, um, it's not, let's see, it's not that there's like no discomfort involved ever. Like you, it's a tiny sharp object going into living tissue. So like you might feel a little bit of a poke when something goes in. You might feel achy sensations. You might feel energy moving. You might feel an emotion, you know, like there's a lot of options in terms of how you experience a treatment. Um, but yeah, so one could come to acupuncture for any kind of reason, like if they just want to maintain their health, if they're curious about it, um, you know, if they have complex uh, or sort of chronic inflammatory disorders or autoimmune conditions, like it's, it's a, it's a very valuable tool to have in your kit. Um, and again, like as an experiential medicine, I would always recommend for like new patients that they do it with regularity up front. So it's like, if you're coming in once a week, 
I don't typically recommend that people come more than once a week, um, but to have a handful of sessions um, to know how does my body, and so I can know how does your body respond to this medicine? How is it receiving, you know, the communication that we're sending? Um, and that, you know, that's, it's great because then if somebody has an experience where they, it's less than pleasant, we can modify because a lot of times how somebody reacts or responds is also diagnostic. So, um, yeah, we just have, there's a lot of room for creativity. And once somebody is familiar with, I mean, this is true of acupuncture or any modality, really, once somebody is familiar with how it makes them feel, like how it feels supportive to them, mm-hmm. um, then, you know, they can utilize it sort of as they say, see fit, you know? Awesome. So you just tapped into how people are going to feel, which is what I wanted to also get into some misconceptions on on acupuncture work is, is there pain? You said there's a little bit of pain when it happens and how will people feel after the session? Because I know you mentioned it brings up a lot of emotion and I want to make sure that, you know, everyone out there knows that like it is so great. It's actually very, very important to <laughs> those emotions in order to heal. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I always, yes. So there it's, a, and it's honestly not even that there will be pain, but sometimes there, you know, sometimes it'll, it'll feel people will compare it to like a bee sting or something like that. Like sometimes you'll feel just a little bit of a poke when the needle goes in really depends on the area actually also depends on the individual's nervous system. Mm. Some people are just more sensitive to sensation than others. Um, let's see. Common miscon- so I think there is this misconception that it hurts. Yes. Um, and again, it's not that it, 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 not that it's, that there's no sensation, but it's usually pretty mild and pretty temporary. So if I always like to let patients know too, if, um, if I put a needle in and it feels sharp and then it stays sharp, like it doesn't, the sensation of sharpness does not fade. That's when I want to readjust something um, because that the needles are so teeny tiny, they can get lodged in like hair follicles or something like that. So it, you know, we, we would want to adjust something at that point. Um, let's see. I've heard other misconceptions that people, that people have, but yeah, so I was going to mention from, we actually had this conversation in the beginning. Yeah. So when I first had my session with an acupuncturist, which is really, really good for the users at home, this is a, yeah. a little learning experience from yeah. someone who's been through it, that, you know, my first session was actually not the best experience which we talked about. It wasn't with Katie people. Katie yeah. was phenomenal. <laughs> I highly suggest Katie. She turned it around for me. Turn it around, everyone. Please go to Katie if you're, if you're in the Madison area. But I had a, I had a lot of pain afterwards yeah. and it was extremely uncomfortable during the session. Yeah. And I also felt that I didn't I went specifically because I had a sharp pain. I do not remember. I remember I had an injury and someone had suggested acupuncture work and I didn't, that was my first time. Yeah. And I remember I was in extreme pain and I didn't find that it was helpful afterwards. Yeah. So I think a lot of the times I hear that it, they don't feel the benefit immediately versus when you walk out of yes. people like, 
a massage or a chiropractor, yeah, you feel it immediately because it's you're you're getting adjusted immediately, or a massage yeah. therapist like rubs it out immediately. So yeah. I think that's what I also hear is maybe sometimes you don't feel the benefit at first. Got it. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, certain conditions for sure can be stubborn, stubborn, and there is this um, unwinding that can happen, and you know, from conception to present day, really, like there, we, we hold our experiences in our tissues and in our organs, like, for sure. So, so can bring things up, you know, like, and I I would say again, and I maybe lean or veer a little more over communicate, communicative with my patients, because I, I'm like, I I love feedback. (laughs) Like, it's actually really important for me to get feedback. So if something is uncomfortable, you know, less, sometimes less is more. So, you know, if somebody was, and if somebody's new to the clinic, I always check on them partway through their treatment just to make sure. Cause yeah, I would say I would not want somebody to have that kind of experience. Like I would not some, you know, no pain, no gain is sort of not my professional approach. I agree. <laughs> uh, and, and, and I, I understand that there are moments in time when you do need to, like, let's say maybe even challenge the nervous system. Sometimes novelty is a very scary thing. I mean, I think it's a very scary thing for all of us. It's like, cause there's so much unknown associated with it. And so, you know, sometimes people have these tension patterns and they're so familiar with them. So when they start to unwind or they start to feel emotions or process things associated with you know physical pain physical tension and you could just like fill in the blank to whatever the symptom picture is um it it does require support so that's I always like to let people know like whatever you notice is so valuable so it's like if you felt tired if you felt you know if your bowels changed the next day um if you felt more anxious, you know, like these are all really valid responses. And I would want to keep checking in and make sure that those sensations are temporary because sometimes it is something being processed or cleared um, and that they're not like too like overwhelming or intense. So it's like, was it okay to be with that emotion? You know, was it, was it, what did, was there an insight that also came relative to that? Um, because that, that, this is sort of not necessarily acupuncture at this, I mean, maybe it is, but like, um, at this point, that's sort of a broader perspective that I have on like healing Mm -hmm. where it is complicated and it's, it is messy. Um, and I, you know, not for lack of trying over the years, but it's like, you can't, you cannot control everything, you know, like that's, um, that's part of the, that's, yeah, that's like kind of an illusion. And I, and I get that people want relief and I want to get people relief, but some oftentimes that's a process. So it's like really like touching in with folks and, and seeing how they are in their process. And, and while acupuncture and Chinese herbs, like it is a complete, like Chinese medicine is a complete medical system and like other supports are really appropriate. Like if somebody's got stubborn pain, I'm referring them to a chiropractor. Mm-hmm. I am asking people if they're in therapy. Um, yeah, different different kinds of body work or yoga therapy or somatics, you know, like there are things that I personally have found helpful over the years in my healing journey um, that I will often, you know, that's sort of 
and it's not that that would work for everybody, but it is sort of my reference point, you know? So um, I'm often making like other recommendations as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think from my experience, um, obviously going back and trying it again and making sure that you give it a second shot because maybe someone isn't the right professional to work with and you didn't have that good experience, shouldn't hold you back from from trying it again. And I think what separates acupuncture from chiropractic work or massage is that it is a long-term solution. Yeah. You know, it does take a little bit longer, but that's also because it lasts longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I also think that having that spiritual component within having that emotional component, you're going in for something more than just the physical, which again is different than like the chiropractic work or the massage work. It's you're going in for a full body, basically refresh and flush. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I should say too, I mean, I think part of my job too, as a clinician is to sort is to meet people where they're at. So like some people have no interest in, the sort of spiritual component of their healing process. And that's fine. Like That's actually totally okay. So, you know, and I would also, I should take, I should clarify too. Like I do want people to feel like, even if the primary issue isn't resolved in like one or a handful of treatments, because sometimes that's just not a realistic expectation, depending upon the nature of things. Um, I do want people to feel better. Like I want them to feel supported, right? Like energetically, mm-hmm. like, are you sleeping better? Are your bowels more regular? Are like, yeah, there's like all sorts of miscellaneous symptoms. It's a very, so it's like the paperwork is very extensive, but you know, are the, are the little things changing? Are they shifting, you know, as well? Um, yeah. And, and, and I'm always so, I, I personally and professionally am very curious about how people experience their emotions or connect to, a sense of something larger than themselves, but um, they also, you know, I, I think a lot of people come to acupuncture because they want relief from pain or like whether that's emotional pain or physical pain or physical, you know, discomforts. And, um, and I would not begrudge anyone that, you know, like I, I sort of get that people want relief, but yeah, I would say most often things take time and I want you to feel little shifts as we're going along for sure to make sure that we are, you know, we have, we're headed on the right path together. Yeah, absolutely. So for those of us who have two more questions, if those of us who haven't gotten to acupuncture work before, I don't know what acupuncture is before this. Yeah. Why would someone choose acupuncture work over chiropractic care or massage or any other body work? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. Yeah. I mean, I, so I will, I will ref- if something is like a bony structural issue, um, you know, like somebody has a slipped disc or something like that, it's like that, that is something where you would want, I would want to make a referral to a chiropractor. And so acupuncture does, um, is very good at working on like soft tissue. So if it's, if it's, if if the muscles are super, so not unlike massage, but in a different way, like a different application of a tool to get relief from muscle tension. Um, if, if the muscles are so tense that they're sort of pulling things out of alignment, which 
is often a component of whatever's going on as well. Acupuncture is very good at treating that sort of presentation. Um, but again, I would, I would want them to also be seeing a chiropractor um, just to make sure that there's that sort of hard tissue um, that we're addressing that as well. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, again, if people are really, if I, I work on what I would say, and I don't mean this in a disparaging way at all, but I work with a lot of sensitive people. Um, and so I think if people are looking for something that's like both powerful, but also very subtle, <laughs> I feel like quote unquote sensitive people sort of are always exploring, um, that spectrum of experience. Absolutely. Um, I'm a sensitive yeah. human. <laughs> yes, I know. Me too. Me too. I'm sort of like, I'm not surprised that I treat a lot of sensitive humans. But um yeah, so and I would just say too, if if somebody because it is a in that way, like we have herbs, you know, like it's not that somebody couldn't see their massage therapist for a GI disorder. Like plenty of people do abdominal massage and things like that. But I would say I think if people would maybe veer or be interested in acupuncture for Absolutely. internal disorders or things that aren't just musculoskeletal. I mean, not that they can't have both going on, but yeah, it, it it's, yeah, like I said, it's experiential. So uh, did I answer your question? Did I, did yeah, I for sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so to mention if you just to recap, it'd be uh, small tissue work, and soft, yeah, soft, soft tissue, soft tissue, soft yeah. tissue, small. That's good. Yeah, soft tissue work, and, and then, <laughs> and then, um, and then you mentioned the internal. Mm-hmm. And yeah, disorders. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 for people who are maybe aware and interested in that sort of holistic approach, where it's like you know, this medicine supports physical function, but it also supports emotional health. In a you know, in a way that's different than working with a licensed therapist for sure, but it, on like a body and energetic level. Um, so yeah, so for you know, even for folks who, who are experiencing anxiety um, or just feeling any sort of imbalance emotionally um, or hormonally, you know, like there's there's lots of applications for it. So I think typically folks are drawn to acupuncture if they're more interested in like an all natural holistic paradigm so and then the last the last component i want to touch upon is the spiritual so why would someone come to acupuncture for that spiritual component yeah that well gosh that's um i guess how i would maybe think about this currently um you know you had mentioned um previously that you know, my practice is increasingly um, trauma informed. Um, yeah, I'm like, oh, <laughs> let me, let me, let me try and make this concise. But um, you don't need to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there is this sort of, there's this like interesting way in which I'm sort of thinking about things and practicing nowadays where, you know, that I sort of see or think of, I conceive of the nervous system as sort of being, um, a pivot point between not only like physical sensation, but also uh, obviously our emotional and our spiritual experience. So uh, in, you know, I think all of us at some point in our lives have experienced different kinds of traumas. Um, 
And so I think the trauma healing journey pretty specifically is a spiritual journey. Um, yeah, it's, it's really important to have uh, a team of, you know, trusted ethical professionals when you're doing that work, absolutely, of, you know, different backgrounds. Um, but that's sort of, that's, that comes to mind when I think about sort of the spiritual application of Chinese medicine. And I've, I've um, done, I haven't completed the entirety of his program, but Peter, Dr. Peter Levine has a, developed a method called somatic experiencing, and that really informs, informs the entirety of how I practice acupuncture these days. Um, but yeah, so it's like, I don't really, like I would, I'm by no means a spiritual advisor. <laughs> like that's not, I would not include that in my job description. <laughs> but in terms of like having just like a spiritual understanding of like reality, of different kinds of reality and of how we develop as these just sort of wide open, tender humans. And we have these different kinds of experience that shape us into adulthood. I mean, they inform every interaction. And so, yeah, to just sort of hold, again, whether it's being addressed verbally, whether it's even conscious or not, just to be able to hold a bit of space around how complicated things are and how, how much informs the present moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's sort of my take on, you know, how, how to utilize this as, as part of your spiritual practice or your spiritual healing or something like that. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much. I just want to ask one more question with that. Yeah. I know I said one more question, one more question. No, you're fine. I've got, I got no, I got no plans. Other than this. <laughs> okay, okay. So for those of us who are listening, hang on with us because this is an important question. How does the needlework bring up that emotion and that spiritual aspect? Yeah, that's a great question. Again, theoretically, I've got ideas, you know, like because of the way that the or the tissues and the organ systems hold like they hold emotion they hold experience they remember like they remember things that you maybe don't consciously remember for good reason like there's reasons why we don't remember the traumatic things that have happened to us that's like in the intelligence of the organism um and so it's you know it's not even necessarily that somebody would um tap into the initial trauma so much as they might feel an emotion or um, yeah, might feel an emotion, emotional release sort of arounding that. So the needles tap into the physical tissue, which, you know, is holding a lot. um, And also the energetic systems, um, which sort of extend, you know, they're, they're in the physical, but they also extend beyond. Again, this is, you know, one clinician's uh, sort of point of view but sort of extend beyond the physical and yeah. So I, I, they're like little vehicles for change, right? Like, um, and, and, and they're not just moving things around, like they're, they're nourishing as well. Like they're supplementing. So um, yeah. So it's not necessarily about like rocking someone's world or (laughs) like, I think gentle, like little baby bit by baby bit, gentle, gentle is really, um, the, it's the most helpful way for somebody to make meaningful change, uh, especially in the instance of like, sorry, I feel like I'm off on a tangent now, but especially in, in the instance of trauma healing, because that's not like some, that's not an instance in which you want to rip off a bandaid, 
um, you, it would not actually allow your brain to, to change um, because you would become overwhelmed and just sort of be stuck in your, the cycle that you've learned, um, the neurological strategies, the behavioral strategies that you've learned to this point. Um, so yeah, so the needles. <laughs> yeah, I was like, so to repeat that to go back. The needles, the needles. So the needles are really, I mean, they're 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 connecting you to your body, they're connecting you to your experience. Um, they're also, you know, in the in the realm of Chinese medicine, they're connecting you to your vital life force energy. Mm. So again, on sort of a more energetic or spiritual level, they're really connecting you to your sense, your sense of essential self. Um, and, and all the ways in which, yeah, I mean, we could, again, I could go off, but it's like, <laughs> in all the ways that like knowing yourself or feeling safe in your body, um, just sort of supports your healing endeavors. Um, that's, that's, that's how I think of the needles. That's why I use the needles. <laughs> I hope that makes sense. But, Beautiful. Amazing yeah, sense. And it goes. You. It goes hand in hand. And like you said, it's, you don't want to just rip the bandaid off. You have to yeah. do the work and you have to be gentle with yourself and careful with yourself and trust in someone to do the work with you. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a commitment. Yeah. It's a commitment that you make to yourself for sure. And in, in endeavoring in any kind of holistic modality. Yes. And I, I trust you fully, Katie. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> She's helped me 100%. So if for someone, my final question is for someone who wants to get acupuncture, who hasn't gotten it before, what piece of advice can you give? Oh, um, I would say, um, honestly, I feel like folks, folks can come in and be skeptical and that's like totally fine. Um, but if they are re additionally receptive, like if they're sort of open-minded, open, you know, open enough energetically, um, that sort of seems to be the ticket um, to like receiving a genuine benefit from it. Um, yeah, I would, I would encourage folks to, to like be, you know, I know, I know this can be tricky in like a clinical dynamic where it's like, there's a professional or an expert in the room, but like for sure, I would, I would encourage all of my patients to communicate preferences, um, to let me know about sensations that they're feeling, uh, to let me know if they're, if they are experiencing any anxiety. So it's like, feel free to communicate with your practitioner, because that's also how we know what to do, uh, and what to modify if, if we need to. Um, yeah, I would say just, yeah, having an open mind and open heart. Um, yeah. And I would also say, you know, if we're looking at like sort of, if we're zooming out, um, you know, uh, just having an, uh, a sense for yourself that it is a process. So, you know, whatever that might look like for you, um, just sort of understanding that if, if it's something that you engage with consistently, and that again, doesn't have to be every week, if it's every other week, if it's once a month, but if it's what creates the most long lasting change in anything that you do is mm -hmm. committed to it consistently over time. Mm -hmm. And it's not about like, as we've talked about, like not about hammering away at things, but like understanding that like bit by bit, step by step, you know, this will have a cumulative benefit. Beautiful. So open mind, open heart, communicate and be consistent because it is a process. Yeah. Yeah. 
Perfect. Oh, Katie, goodness. <laughs> thank you so much. Where can they find you? Ooh, um, I have a, yeah, if you Google Katie Fritz Acupuncture, my clinic name is Ahimsa Wellness Collective. So you could Google ahimsawellnesscollective.org. It's a very wordy um, website, but you can also Google Katie Fritz Acupuncture. And I practice on the Southeast side of town in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, but yeah, I also sometimes do virtual work, like do herbal consultations for folks who are outside of Madison, but in the state of Wisconsin, my licensure is limited to Wisconsin, but um, yeah, that's where you can find me. Beautiful. <laughs> I'll definitely put it in the show Ooh. description and you can definitely hear your accent from a fellow Midwest girl. Yeah. Oh, got you. <laughs> Katie, thank you so much. This has been so helpful. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to have you thank a you. part of my journey and our journey. You are so informative and so good at what you do and so passionate. Oh, so I'm yeah. super grateful. Thank, thank you for joining. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm grateful for you. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you everyone for being a part of the community. Please head to BUNVMT.com to get your membership. If you haven't gotten one today, follow us, BUNVMT, and join us next for all of our members live to ask for Q&A and hit us up. And Katie, thank you again. And yes. I will see everyone so soon.